0: Welcome to 28 and Searching. I'm your host, Samantha, and today I have DJ Castle on with me. Hi, DJ. Thanks for coming on my show.
1: Hey, yeah, it's good talking to you. I'm excited for this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if you'll just tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, like where you're, you know, where you're residing at, how old you are, how many years you've been in your industry.
1: Sure. I uh, I live in Morgantown, West Virginia. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I've been here for about uh, eleven years. Last month, um, uh, thirty-one years old, and I've been in restaurants. Um, gosh, probably ten. Well, since two thousand and nine, I think so. <laughs> eight years. Okay. Um, and uh, I've been. Coffee is about the same amount of time, so.
0: Okay. And what would you say your job title is, and what what does it mean?
1: Um, for Rictus Roasting, uh, my job title is um, managing director uh, and the roaster of beans. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm in charge of all the operations, and I roast all the coffee, and uh, I do all of that for Rictus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um And then for the Rambling route, which is my restaurant and brewery, I am my self title is the Problem Ranger because I'm the one that goes and I'm the one that goes and puts out all the fires and, and deals with customers and staff issues and stuff. But um, my official title there is Manager and Owner.
0: Okay, so you're you're running two different places, doing similar but not the same things.
1: Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty different, honestly. But uh, it's all it's all food stuff, so I guess there's similarities there.
0: Okay, but but you would say that they're mostly they're, they're different. So your job isn't the same at each place. You're kind of running split, um, split working skills.
1: Uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely an overlap, but, uh, you know, when, when you're doing your own business, you have to wear many different hats. So.
0: Okay. okay. And, um, so how did you, how did you get here? How did you get to this position where you're running a roastery, where you're running a brewery slash restaurant? What were the steps you kind of took to get there?
1: Um, well, the, the biggest thing that kind of forced this upon me was, uh, I became unemployed. Okay. Um, I was working for, I was working in oil and gas in West Virginia and, uh, got laid off and it was a huge, like industry wide layoff. So there wasn't much hope of me getting back into that at least immediately.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, for the coffee roastery, um, I I've been roasting my own coffee for a couple years now, and I came across an antique 1914 Royal Number no. Five um, out of an old grocery store. Oh wow! And I uh, the the thing is so beautiful. It's cast copper, and, and it's just so handsome. I had to. I wanted it so bad. So <laughs> I had to find I talked, a use uh, for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I talked my wife into letting me uh, get it, and my original plan was just to restore it and to you know, hopefully use it, but mostly I could restore it and, you know, double my money on it. Um, and then with the layoff, uh, my sister approached me, um, cause she has a lot of business savvy okay. and wanted to, uh, do a business. And I was like, Hey, I got this coffee roaster. Let's do a business. And, uh, so that's wow. how that started. And then with the restaurant and brewery, um, I was actually working um, part-time at a winery and distillery uh, with a good friend of mine, Josh Clark. He's my uh, partner right now. Okay. And he got approached by uh, a company called – well, they're not a company. They're a nonprofit called the Fairmont Community Development Partnership. And they had an empty restaurant, and they wanted a brewery to move in. And so they got in touch, touch with him. And I've been brewing for, you know, 10 plus years as well, and so he came to me, and we decided to try to make this restaurant and brewery happen, and uh, yeah, that's, that one was really quick, and I just kind of jumped on it, and we did it.
0: So, did both of these kind, kind of start as hobbies for you? Were they things you were doing for yourself personally? Because you say you're in brewery and coffee roastery for a while. Were you just doing it for you and your friends?
1: Definitely. I mean the actual um brewing and roasting I was doing for myself. I've been involved in both those industries. Um I was a manager of a coffee shop in Buchanan, and I was uh kind of a manager at a couple of different bars and um I'd always loved both those industries and had some experience with them and that's part of the reason why I got into the brewing and the uh the roasting of coffee is because of those experiences.
0: Did you, did you think that it was going to lead to a business at any point or were you just, you just started it cause you loved it?
1: Uh, I mean, everyone that gets into either of those things, you know, has their dreams, especially brewing. Like once you start making your own beer, it's like, man, what if I could do this for the rest of my life? You know? Yeah. Um, and, but I, it definitely didn't start out like that. It started out like that because it started out because I, just enjoyed you know high quality coffee and and a a nice you know high quality beer everything brewed you know and wanted wanted to make it for myself yeah exactly you
0: wanted quality for yourself for sure okay so was there any schooling or formal training you think you need to become a business owner for these types of positions, like if you're if you're looking into coffee roaster you're brewing your own beer, if those are your dreams, would you suggest any formalized training or a, a degree or anything like that? Have you found those to be helpful at all? I
1: totally wish that I would have gotten more um, formal training, and and not just you know in the roasting and brewing stuff. Um, but, you know, if you're passionate about something, it's, it's not the only thing you're going to be doing, you know. Uh, yeah. I wish I would have had more formal training on, you know, accounting and bookkeeping, um, management techniques, um, you know, marketing and advertising. Uh, and and I've, I've picked up some of that stuff. And, you know, I think one of the, one of the skills I have as, you know... Um, a business owner is. I can delegate to the people who are who are much more skilled at that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I wish I could do more of that stuff myself, but I really wish I would have had more. But if more you of that don't, experience.
0: you can't. You just have to be willing to hire the right
1: people. Well, that that's one thing you can do. Um, there there's a lot of um, free information out there that you can really study. Um, I mean, even, even at a public library, you know, there's, there's books on how to open a business, you know, you can go and read those. I've, I've definitely read a bunch of those books. Are they um, there's Uh, yeah, you know, even, even if, you know, I just got a handful of ideas from one or two of those books, you know, I think it's, it's worth, um, reading. There's, there's, uh, always industry magazines too, that are coming out trying to help people and, uh. And uh, I, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, I'd really like to take, like, a, a community college course on, like, accounting and bookkeeping and stuff, too. I think I would like to continue my own education in this
0: kind of stuff. So you'd say that those things are helpful, that knowing accounting, but since those are the points that you're kind of focusing on, would you say that those are at the top of the list for, un, like, understanding in like a book smart kind of way where you have to learn the basics of it to be able to be good in your industry?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how good whatever your product is, if you can't, um, find a way to sell it and sell it legally, like with, you know, the beer, even, even the coffee stuff, you know, there's, there's all kinds of legal loop, legal, legal things I have to jump through. (laughs) <laughs> um, that would have been really helpful to learn. Oh, I, I've been forced to learn, um, you know, I think, I think probably with both these businesses, it's 25% what I love to do and 75% of the paperwork for it, you know? <laughs> okay. And so. Maybe not, maybe not that much, but you know,
0: but sometimes it feels like that, especially when you're <laughs> starting out,
1: I'd assume, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay. So you, you'd say that it's not necessarily a four-year degree, there's a direct path to go, but you think that picking up skills or classes or books that have to do with the subjects people are weak in might actually benefit them to own businesses. Like, just because they know about coffee roasting doesn't mean that they should look in some other things that might help them create an actual business out of them.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think... Uh... You know, knowing, knowing your craft and knowing, knowing how to make that product um, is important. It's probably the most important thing just because you know how to market, you know, a pair of shoes and they suck. It doesn't mean that you're going to sell them, you know. Yeah. Um, I, so I think being knowledgeable in in what you're making is very important, but that's only a small aspect to it. You know, running a business is a lot of stuff that isn't making that product, you know.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, what would you say is a good starting point? Um, like, what, what's a good first-time job to kind of get your feet wet if you're looking to start a business in your industry? In both industries, since they're saying that they're they're different, maybe you need different starting points.
1: Um, but there's always there's always um, easy entry level jobs in, in both my industries. Maybe not so much for the brewing; that's a little bit harder, but um. You know, I I first fell in love with coffee after I moved away from Seattle. Like I didn't even like coffee when I was in Seattle, which is, you know, That's coffee hilarious. city, USA. Yeah. I don't know. But I got a job uh as a as a cook at a little cafe in the town I was going to college in and uh learned about coffee and started drinking coffee and fell in love with coffee and um you know, that that being a barista and uh You know cook and i cooked in a bunch of different restaurants as well um up in in west virginia and in uh, north carolina that uh you know once you you got to start at the bottom and and it helps it'll help you later on especially with um, like one of the things that i've come up with um for my restaurant especially is you know like we pay the back of house, our cooks, our dishwashers, we pay them really well cuz for one we want to be able to keep them. Yeah. And for two, I know that job is is it sucks sometimes.
0: Yeah,
1: you know. And yeah. it's almost like you don't get any appreciation for what you're doing and I try to, you know, I know what it's like cuz I've been in the back of a restaurant for 7 hours, you know, at a time and you know, not Art. seeing the sunlight forever and so yeah, I uh, I interviewed
0: this uh, woman who made food serving her career, and she was talking about how there's a shortage in cooks and uh, dishwashers because no, you know, nobody wants to do it because it's, it's such a hard job in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: But would you say it, that it's, it's almost necessary to have to go and try that before you own a business? Like, has it helped you being able to have that experience to connect?
1: To that individual oh yeah definitely I think uh, I think my experience as, a, as um, a cook and even even as a manager and stuff for cooks um, has played a role in, in how I run my business and how I do things and um, I don't think you could the well, perfect example is the, is the the business that was in uh, the space that we're in now. The guy was a banker for forever and he retired and he decided to make his retirement this restaurant, oh. literally never working in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he folded a year to the month, you know, and, and it's because oh he had goodness. no experience back there. He didn't know what he was doing. And I'm sure he got in over his head. I, I can't speak for him, but um, knowing, you know, getting down there and getting dirty in it, you know, helps a lot for sure.
0: So anybody who's wanting to own a business, would you almost require them to go in and work in the industry in the type of restaurant or the place that they're wanting to open a business for?
1: Yeah, I think it, I think it would. Uh, I think it would would only benefit you, and you know, it could. You, you, yeah, you do got to do it. Okay. <laughs> That's the bottom line. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: So what personality do you really think works best owning a business in the food industry? Um, especially when you're talking about, because you roast your own beans, right? So you, that's kind of like a manufacturing, and then you also own a restaurant, and then the brewery's manufacturing. So you've got a kind of mix of food service and food manufacturing. So what kind of person does it take? Because you're doing both. Mm-hmm. So do they utilize different skills for you? What personality traits are working to make it capable for you to be involved?
1: Well, I think um, one of my strengths that helps me do this is um, to kind of have a little bit of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like fluidity maybe, you know? Okay, yep. I have to to go from, you know, putting on a smiley face and talking to a, a customer uh, who is either you know really happy with the service and the food or not and then I have to switch from that you know take off that hat and put on the boss hat and go in and and make sure things are doing coming out right and yeah. and then you know the next morning I got to wake up and I got to sit by myself you know yeah, and ro- roast coffee you know and like <laughs> I don't know it's you gotta you got to be you got to be kind of fluid in in your emotions and in your um, responsibilities, neighborhood.
0: To... Yeah, the I mean, even do Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Would you say that it takes a a, a heavy work ethic to do that? Because I, I know you said that you know you get to do what you love for a percentage of the time. But then there's a whole lot of other stuff that comes with it that's just stuff you have to do to be able to do what you love.
1: Mm. Yeah, work ethic's important. I think that's it should be important in in just about every job. Um, but there's, there's a lot of times, you know, when, uh, um, not so much with the, the roasting, since I, I, myself and another one of my, uh, um, partners deal with all the physical stuff, but at the restaurant, you know, like, um, people call off and, and, you know, you need your business to keep running. And it's just like, sorry, you gotta, you gotta work 16 hours a day, Deej. You know, it's just. Yeah. So uh, it's
0: definitely, you've got to persevere. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a great word.
0: And so what personality traits do you think uh, would do well with this? What, what kind of, what mentality isn't gonna work if they're trying to create a business in this industry?
1: Um, going in and thinking it's gonna be cake because okay. uh, honestly, it is just about always gonna be worse um, <laughs> than you think it is. but but one of my one one of the things you know that i've I've learned is you just gotta kind of plan for the worst, hope for the best, you know, I think uh, optimism is something you can lose very quickly. Um, and that's that. You just gotta stay positive and stay optimistic. And when when everyone's stressed out and everyone's working too much and and no one wants to be there, you know, you got to be able to um, encourage them to, um, you know, continue and, and brighten their mood a little bit and make them want to be there and, and make put out a quality product for you.
0: So you've got to be a leader. You can't be the the person who sits oh. in an office and closes
1: the door and hopes it makes money. One hundred percent. Um and that's that's something I actually read something about I can't remember the guy's name. He's uh, I think it's Bronson or something. He's the guy that does like the Virgin Industries. Okay.
0: Um
1: yep. and I read Richard I read Branson. something about him. Yeah, that's his name, Richard Branson. Yep. Um I read something about him and being a leader for uh, your employees. And uh, it's like you got to take care of your employees because they're the ones that are going to take care of your customers. Um, And part of my role is definitely to make um, them better, not just like make a better product, but make them fulfilled in their life, make them happy and and make them want to come in. And, and I think part of being a leader too is is getting dirty you know like i I probably scrub more toilets in that place than anyone else you know i'm <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> there's been times when uh you know uh, a dishwasher called off and it's just like all right i'm I'm washing your dishes tonight guys like you know and you just gotta so not be able doing, to do anything not, whatever not
0: wanting to you're you're not willing to ask people to do what you're not willing to do.
1: Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent.
0: Okay. So, what's a piece of your personality that really struggled with becoming a business owner in both the coffee roastery and the restaurant brewery? What's something you kind of had to overcome about yourself um, that you struggled with, or kind of changed, or molded, or found a way to make different within the job to fit you?
1: Um, I am a procrastinator for sure. Um, and that can totally hinder and ruin, you know, whatever you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've been lucky to have, um, and it's, it's not tied to motivation, honestly. It's, it's tied to, uh, I don't know, putting things off, honestly. Yeah. And I, I, and I, and I've been lucky to work with a lot of people that are very motivated and, um, have well, like the the coffee roasting, you know. Like I'm working with my sister, and uh, she she's she she's on the ball with all that stuff. And you know, sometimes someone just has to be like DJ, you got to do this today. Like, yeah, and just, just do it. You, just so like, you have uh,
0: a Support system to help you overcome that personality trait.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay.
0: So, is there? a ladder or a lateral move you can make from where you are because I know you're a business owner but is there if you wanted to move or is there anything you're looking to do to move the business forward like I mean I know you probably you know you start with a restaurant then you want to do a brewery and you have the coffee roastery is there expansion from there
1: oh definitely um well, we'll just take the restaurant, for example, right now. Like uh, our brewery is not up and running yet as of, what is this, September? Okay. Um, and so we're hoping to get that up and running by the end of the year. And we're going to start out pretty small, like just sell everything in-house. And from there, from um, the profits, we, we will start to hopefully make. Um, we'll be able to expand our system and uh eventually get into more production where we can get, you know, our beers out to uh, to other businesses to sell for us. Um
0: Okay, so I was just gonna the, ask if you were looking at a cannery.
1: At a, at a what?
0: At a cannery, like where you where you can where oh, you bottle mm. you know put together the beers I mean Yeah, that
1: would that would be that would be fun. Um those are expensive. That's that's definitely down the road. That's true, but <laughs>
0: Yeah. something if you want if somebody got into this business and said i want to do more there is mm-hmm. a lot more you can do is what you're saying so oh. you guys can expand you guys can do the you know you guys can do the cannery you guys can do i mean you can honestly franchise right That that's a possibility
1: yeah. oh definitely definitely and and with the coffee roasting too like you know we're starting out just being an online subscription um to where you know we'll, we'll mail you uh uh, coffee every month um, but eventually I'd like to you know get a, a drive through going that just sells you know rictus coffee you know oh, people yeah. drive up and, and then from the uh, from that you know I'd love to get a little coffee shop and you know start doing sandwiches and pastries and breakfast and you know and then more drive throughs and there's, there's there's always there's not so much higher in ranking I can go but there's definitely Expanded. you know my roots my roots can spread out into yeah. what you know I'm doing
0: yeah I mean, that's a great great metaphor I mean roots are that makes a lot of sense right because you can just <laughs> kind of let you can you can go to so many opportunities so nobody's stuck like once they're a business owner uh, uh, you know if they're roasting coffee beans or they're creating a restaurant brewery, they're not stuck they can you can move and grow and expand. yeah
1: and I, I think that is you know always should always be the ultimate goal but that that is all, both of those things are you know they're gonna be hard to do and we're gonna have to have a little bit of luck with this hard work. Um, mm-hmm. To make it happen. And I know a lot of um, restaurants that I've worked at and been to that, uh, you know, they're kind of stagnant. They can't really spread out as much. I think uh, the fields that I'm uh, involved with, there's a lot of room for growth. Um, so you can definitely limit yourself, but you just got to kind of think outside the box and be ready to put in, you know, the effort for it.
0: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, are would you say that the, the, the differences you, we were talking about the differences between the coffee roaster and the restaurant? What you said that they're different. How are they
1: different? Well, I think you you pointed out uh, best. You know, the the coffee in the brewing as well is definitely more manufacturing. It's um, you know, not a whole lot of com- customer interaction. Um as opposed to the restaurant, you know, where you have to be, you know, kind of the, the mascot, the, the face that people come in and see and, uh, uh, have a good rapport with your your regulars and, and with anyone new that comes in and, um, you know, you got to kind of put on that, 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 you know, your entertainment face, you know, as opposed to manufacturing when you can sit there with your headphones on for six hours and, um, not talk to not say a word
0: <laughs> yeah so. and so when you talk when, when you're talking about the manufacturing part because you know i think most people have experience going into a restaurant and kind of know what that customer service interaction looks like but i don't think many people know what it takes to roast a coffee bean or to brew a beer is that an ext- is that an in-depth process does that take I, I mean is that a lot of time and commitment like what's kind of
1: What's kind of the process of that? Um, well, coffee is as simple or complex if you want to make it. Uh, I mean, one of the one of the first things I ever did is I just got a little uh, popcorn popper from Goodwill for $3 and some green beans, you know, and roasted my own coffee beans. Like, that's, that's like literally the first. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's so easy. That's amazing. And it's it's really fun like uh, honestly i'd love to talk to you more about that if you're interested in trying it yes Um,
0: i am absolutely so if if, if people wanted that resource to look at that because that's something extremely interesting to me i'm sure that's interesting to a lot of people they'd love to you know to see what that's Mm -hmm. like so are, are there resources where people can find that information like what is is that something that I can maybe post on the website, like a link or something that you found that helped you kind of know how to do that? Cause where, where did you get that idea?
1: Well, I, uh, I actually talked to a coffee roaster, um, that was in the same town that I was in and, uh, they had, they had a pretty nice little machine and they kind of told me the process. Um, and, uh, it's like, well, I'll, I'll just tell you, it was, it was 19 coffee out of uh, Washington, uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. And just the, the coolest, nicest guys, they honestly they are my heroes. They, they make such good coffee. And I don't know how they do it. Um, but I, I went in and stopped in because I love coffee. And it was about the time, um, you know, I was really trying to up my quality of coffee. And, uh, you know, they explained how easy it was and showed me their process. And then, I think I might have some websites I'd be able to okay. send to you. Um, I just,
0: I think that's fascinating. I think a lot of people, if they, if they love coffee, that might be... Because I've never heard of this, and I'm a an mm-hmm. avid coffee drinker. So, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I, I don't roast really my own beans, or I've never even tried, but grabbing a popcorn maker, like, that's not something I would have ever thought of doing. Right. So, I mean... When it, so you talk about talking to some uh, nineteen and uh, what's the name of the company again?
1: Yeah, nineteen coffee.
0: Nineteen coffee. You you talk to them. So th- there's a community around this. So if people are oh, interested definitely. in this, they can you know they can go they can find people that might be able to give them advice or information.
1: Oh, definitely. I I think um the I think any coffee roaster. Would be more than happy to let you come in and, and check out their roaster and be there while they do it. Um, if they don't, then uh, I don't have a respect for them. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs>
0: um, I just never had heard about that. That's really interesting because you never, like, I'm sure tons of people drink coffee and they never think about the people that are roasting those beans or that it yeah. could be something simple or complicated. I would have thought it would have taken thousands of dollars of investment to be able to make great
1: right. yeah no it's it's uh, it's fairly simple and uh, there's of course you know nowadays there's internet everywhere so they it's easy to find other people that are passionate about whatever you love and even with uh, like the brewing um, you can you can make beer with a little you know $25 you know kit and uh, you know a stock pot mm-hmm in a bucket more or less you know like you can make that as complicated or as simple as you'd like and um one of the things that really helped me with my brewing was um there's a, actually a homebrew club here in morgantown the morgantown area society of home brewers
0: oh my goodness
1: and uh that's yeah awesome. and so i yeah and so the the anagram or, or not anagram but the big letters of those is mash so we're the mashers oh that's um, funny right so it's like a uh I, society but but,
0: <laughs> you, but nowadays yeah. you know it's like the, it's like the new freemasons
1: exactly <laughs> but you, you just find other people that are passionate about what they want to do and and you know i i honestly think going and talking to people that are interested in the same things coffee and beer has only improved my stuff and um you know even even now with you know our brewery starting up there's another brewery that just opened up right down the road and we reached out to them before they were even open. And, uh, we're we're awesome friends. Like, uh, we, we were the first ones to get any of their beer. Oh wow! Like the first beer they ever sold was to us. And, uh, they come in all the time for lunch and, and it's, it's a community. and, And one of the things that I think, um, and in both in both my industries is we need to just kind of embrace each other and not see each other as competition, but, um, you know, Fairmont is the city just south of Morgantown where I live, and there's not a whole lot of craft beer there, and and we want to make it a place where people come for craft beer, and so they're not a competition. There's plenty of people that like beer, but we just we need to get them there, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so would and, you say that benefits you? Like creating this community, has that made your business better?
1: Oh, one hundred percent. Especially with the route, like, pe- like they the people at Short Story like send customers that are looking for food our way, and uh, when people come in and they're like, "Oh, there's another brewery nearby," like we'll let them try one. It's like, well, they have eight more over there, so you should go check them out, you know. And mm-hmm. um. It's, it's not, it doesn't have to be a competition. I mean, some instances probably, but I think if we can embrace weaknesses and strengths that the others have, I think everyone can find a find a spot, you know?
0: Yeah, there's enough room for everybody. Yeah. So that might be also a personality trait that people really need to consider if they're uh, you know, they these are communities, right? The coffee roasting and the beer brewing; those those are communities. So you need to be kind of a team player within your mm-hmm. community. So yeah, if somebody's not that way, I mean, would you say that's a detriment? Would you would you consider that to be something that maybe they should consider something else?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. Um, okay. Well, and and I live I live in a very unique place. In the United States, um, and so I can't I can't speak for wherever you're going, but West Virginians uh, love West Virginia and other West Virginians. You know, okay, yeah. They they uh, they're very proud of their state, and they're very proud of uh, you know the people in it, and and it's always been a community. Um, and so, so
0: one of the one of the is important.
1: Oh, yeah, that's 100% important. You can't open up a brewery, you know, and, well, no, you probably could open a brewery in the middle of nowhere and people would show up. But, uh, <laughs> probably. One um, of the only
0: recession-proof places are bars, right? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Um, but you couldn't open a, a a coffee shop in the middle of nowhere that there's no foot traffic and there's no one driving by. Like, um, yeah, that's true. So location is important. Um, I forget what my other point was going to be. I apologize.
0: (laughs) So, okay. So what, what do you think some of the drawbacks are for being a business owner? Um, I mean, I know like some things that people might find important to them where if they held it to a high standard, this wouldn't be the position for them. Like, I'm assuming you work really long hours to talk about (laughs) that. Um, and then not having, like, a job title, what other what other types of things, uh, or not having just one job title, too, many, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are other things that people should probably consider before they jump into this?
1: Um, well, definitely the long hours, um, you know, there was times where, you know, we're putting in 80, 90 hours a week, Okay. Um, especially when we just opened, because we, we probably didn't have enough staff, and, and you know, we just had to be there and do stuff. We had to open up as quick as we could. Um, but I can honestly say that, you know, I think I got um, I I work every single day, at least a little bit, even, even today. Um, you know, it's my Sunday, this is my day off, but you know, I had to go in and, and, and do get some stuff done. And, and, you know, well, there's other issues to why I had to work today, but you don't really, you don't really ever have time off, honestly.
0: So it's no control. You
1: don't have control of your schedule. You do to an extent. Okay. And that's one of those work, work ethic things. You know, it's like there's de- like today, you know, I probably didn't need to work. Or, I mean, probably good away with not working today, but it would have made tomorrow twice as bad. Okay. Um, so you have to kind of delegate your time. Um, I think another important thing um, for somebody wanting to open any kind of business, though, is, is who you go into business with. Mm-hmm. Um and knowing exactly what to expect from them and what they expect from you. Um, so uh, what is that called a, a, a operating agreement? I mm-hmm. get one of those. Okay. And there's there's resources online to get those written up for free that are kind of generic. that um,
0: work but, just as
1: well. Yeah, yeah, And you know it's a legal document and it's a way to, not only guarantee what you're going to be doing, but guaranteeing what they're going to do um, and what's expected of you.
0: So would you say that a partnership is a necessity in opening a business in your industry, or is it something you can go on your own?
1: A partnership is not a necessity. Um, I don't know if I could have I, I don't think I could have done either of these without partners okay. um, And that goes back to the being able to delegate um, and also having a support support system and someone to bounce ideas off and um, someone to help kind of relieve that tension that you, you know you're feeling but it, it can also definitely be a drawback um, We originally had, four partners uh, with the restaurant. Oh, wow. Now there's only two, and we've only been open for six months. Um, Two of our other partners that were going to be in charge of the kitchen and the paperwork and kind Mm -hmm. of of back-of-house stuff, they didn't like um, the way the restaurant was moving. Um, They had different moral objections to something, I don't know, moral objections, but objections to how things were going, and unfortunately, in a partnership, you know, you don't get your way, like, it's,
0: it's compromise.
1: Yeah, it's compromise, and, um, and there were, there was other factors, you know, as well, and overwork, and stuff, but, but we ended up, you know, having to buy out Uh, two of our partners in the first five months we were open, you know, which we didn't have the money to really. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, and and I think, and even, even, you know, in hindsight, I I kind of wish I would have thought differently about some of this stuff.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I, I know I would have done things differently myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not saying they were the, they were the sole problem. I, you know, I think there was things that I could have done better as well,
0: Sure.
1: but, but, uh, it's, it's, that's why I'm saying like, it's important to know who you're going into business with, whether it's your friend or it's a stranger. Um, I, I honestly think I'd be more comfortable going into business with a stranger rather than someone
0: I know now. (laughs) Um, and would but, uh, you say that investors are part of it as well? I mean, it's a pretty big endeavor. Is that something that people should consider, or is that oh, something you've considered? Yeah, I've, I
1: actually used investors on both of my projects. Um, I u- went through. I did a crowdfunding um, for through uh, Indiegogo um, for both of them, actually. And you know that, and that's not as so much investing as like people are you know, buying a product from you still. It's, um, I mean, it's similar. Yeah. It's a,
0: it's a way to go where you're getting money from
1: people. Yeah, exactly. So like with, with the, the coffee roasting, like we, we, we're, we're doing all this off of that Indiegogo money that we got. And, um, you know, fulfilling all that, all the stuff that people bought was a lot of fun actually, but there's no way we could have done it without them. And then even with the restaurants, Um, I don't we started a restaurant with I mean like I think if I told you the actual numbers people would be one shocked and then one angry that it actually worked (laughs) Um, but we we did it with no money on it most for the most part and um, you know the Indiegogo money is the only reason why we had um, beer to sell, and the only reason why we had you know food we could serve people. Um, sure. So I I'm, I I really liked how everything turned out with the crowdfunding. Um, but we've had I had other investors with the coffee thing, and you know the first people you go and try to hit up is family, of course, and so of course. I had some family help us out, and um, so I think I think investing is very important, but along with investing is uh um knowing what is going to happen with the people who give the money Um, because if someone goes and pays for everything legally and truly they, they have final say on everything so you can be the best baker in the world but someone invests all the money and buys all the equipment and it's like all right well we're making hot dogs now like you don't have much choice, yeah, you know. Yeah, so that that's something you want to
0: definitely consider. You want to know where your money's coming from when you're opening a business. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. and that's where you know some of those legal documents that you know. Um, that's why those things are important to define roles and define what is expected of you and from your investors and what they expect from you and everything. So that's not, yeah, the legality stuff is something I wish I knew a lot about. Okay.
0: So what would you say your worst day has been since you started this this adventure of roasting coffee and or your restaurant brewery
1: Um I think my worst day was for the restaurant was losing those two partners um, because I'd gotten really close to both of them. You know, I, I really considered them almost family. And then when, when, you know, everything hit the fan, you know, it was a real shot to the gut because I didn't just lose business partners. You know, I lost people that I really loved and really enjoyed. And um, I, I, I honestly don't suspect that I will ever speak to them again Uh,
0: that's
1: rough yeah that was that was probably the hardest day That that was the hardest
0: so would you say that it's almost important to have or gain a thicker skin when you're developing a business as a business owner
1: yeah I think I think uh it's that's definitely a trait that you need to have Uh, Because you're not going to be able to make everyone happy. Uh, There's been lots of people, not lots, okay, not lots, just a few people (laughs) who haven't been happy with uh, some of our, um, some of the experience they had at our restaurant, you know, and it's, and it hurts because it's like, there's no way they should have had that experience.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, and you have to be able to, Well, for one, you got to you got to be able to address it and figure out what actually went wrong and and try to make sure it never happens again.
0: Yeah. So what would you say your best day has
1: been so far? Best day. um, Well. For the coffee roaster. It was when because I because that thing was that thing's 100 years old and yeah we completely took it apart cleaned it and you know and and made sure everything worked and put it back together and that was a long process and then when we plugged it in and it worked right like that was just such a relief and a great feeling (laughs) that like all right we did it right (laughs) we can still do this (laughs) um and with the restaurant the best feeling or the best day I don't know if I have a best day with that restaurant um, because it's when it's when people talk about it. Like I've been in other places, you know, other businesses, and, I, and I've heard people mentioning, you know, that place. And and that. Well, yeah, that means a lot to me. But I just changed my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do that, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like I said, we lost two of our partners and we had to bring in a new chef and a new kitchen manager and uh, they took the menu with them. And so I didn't have any of the staple foods that we've had for the last six months. And we had a whole new menu and we got busy and they had just gotten in and didn't even know where all the equipment was. And yet we were, you know, still full-service restaurant and finishing that day after everyone had just worked their butts off and everyone's tired and and everything's cleaned up and everything's done and we sit down and and we had a beer and it was just like ah we did it you're like you know we can do this we can keep going that's a pretty good feeling yeah that's
0: that's a pretty good feeling yeah that's a that's a good that's a good accompaniment accompaniment to your worst day, it's that yeah. achievement. I like it. So, what would you say? Some of the benefits are for what you're doing. What what are you gaining from working eighty hours a week?
1: <laughs> um, being your own. Well, I only want to say being your own boss because I, I do answer to my partners and to my customers and and uh, so I, I don't I don't feel like I'm my own boss, but kind of being my own um uh I don't know what the word is. I want to say like my own source of income, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I I have the kind of the power to get people to pay me. Oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> but just just kind of being in control of my own what I'm doing, yeah. And like like I said, I do answer to other people, but I still have final say. I I you know have a vision for things, and I get to make that happen. And I'm creating, I'm, I'm creating my own wealth Yeah. and you know, that's, that's a wonderful feeling. It's a big responsibility because I can also lose all the wealth by myself. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's a very cool feeling to make, be making it on your own. You know, there's no higher ups. There's no, nothing to hold me back, but you know, by there's myself.
0: Stuff. So okay. So what do you love most about what you do?
1: Um, the best part of both of these jobs is the people that I work with. Um, the people that work for me are wonderful. I, uh, I, I've taken some risks on some of my employees for sure, but even some of my partners and uh, not always one. But uh, at least as of, as of right now, like every working with these people is inspiring to me, um, because they want to make my vision happen. Um, and not with, with the restaurant, it's Josh and ours vision, but with the ro- roasting, like this is the whole thing was my idea, you know, and. Mm-hmm. And having people that I love and trust working so hard for me is, is such, a cool, such a cool feeling.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So what would you say made you fall in love with the career? So before you had people who supported it, what made you want to do it in the first place?
1: Um, huh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's 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 probably a a lot more of a complex question, but, um, I guess it's just, it's something, both of these things are just something that I was passionate about and, um, I don't know. I can't, I can't answer that one without a little bit of thought.
0: So that that makes sense. I mean it, a lot of people don't realize what they want to do and so mm-hmm. it's hard to pinpoint how people get there.
1: Well a little bit of what you just said was, was wasn't too bad I uh, um, I've always wanted to own my own business um, oh I gonna get text. Um, I've always wanted to own my own business. My dad has always tried to have his own businesses, and I looked up to him a lot. And um, so I've always kind of wanted to do this ever since I was young. So.
0: And then you just found all these cool hobbies that you, other people, kind of realized, and you realized that you could make into a business. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know we talked about that you guys have some expansion plans. Um, is there anything, like, you're really working on that you're trying to push towards right now in either in either industry?
1: Say it again. Do you have any hardcore
0: expansion plans that, like, one thing you're really pushing towards in either one, either the roastery or the brewery?
1: Um, well, as of September the restaurant we're really just pushing to get the brewery up and running uh it's going to be a great uh rev, you know great source of revenue for us mm-hmm. and that's the next big step um for that the coffee roasting is we still have construction to do and we still aren't 100 percent operational with that so I don't know there's always going to be a next step I mean even (laughs) once everything everything's running optimally like I'm gonna be like you know what's the next step what are we doing now yeah Okay. Okay. so
0: what did you want to be when you were a kid
1: um I wanted to be a heart surgeon
0: oh wow
1: isn't that weird that's a joke (laughs) yeah I still remember, I, I read an article about uh, this guy. I mean, he was already a heart surgeon, but he he, he he like cut a metal spoon to be able to hold a heart in place so he could do surgery on it while it was still beating. And I don't know why I was reading it. I think it was in a doctor's office reading it.
0: That's insane. And I
1: thought it was just the coolest thing in the world. I was like, man, I want to be a heart surgeon. You know, let's do it. And then never took any steps forward towards that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good thing now because you're doing something you love. But that's a pretty that's a pretty amazing thing for a kid to say they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best piece of business advice you've received?
1: Uh, the best piece of business advice I've received... Um, So, um, like I mentioned earlier, my dad had, has open, has had businesses before and he's never been able to give up his, you know, career to go and do these. Um, Mm -hmm. but he gave me some advice just recently that really meant a lot to me. Um, he, I I don't know who said it. I I wish I could remember the guy, but he was saying with, us having to buy out two of our partners, it's like, that's just, you know, tuition. Like there's a cost to learning and you learn something and this is what it costs you. And don't look at it as a loss. Don't look at it as a bad thing. It's like, like, you know, that's, that's what it costs to learn. And, and, and that goes back to the optimism thing, you know, staying optimistic Yeah. Uh, for me. So that's
0: there's great. always a, Amazing piece yeah. of advice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've i been thinking about it a lot lately, actually. So it's been, it really resonated with me.
0: Your dad's a wise man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've kind of delved into the coffee roastery, the restaurant, the brewery, and owning your own business. Um, so at this point, I just have one last question for you. What is right. one piece of advice? You would give to somebody who's looking to go into your industry so who's looking to become a business owner in the food industry
1: the best piece of advice um i think this probably well i think the best advice that i could have gotten is make sure you know all the legal stuff going into it I think that's for just about any business. Um, But for my specific industry, and maybe this spreads out to even other ones, is to be able to relax still and and make time for what's important. Um, That's something that, you know, hopefully this will lead to where I'll have a lot more time on my hands, but uh, I still, you know, got to make time like my wife and uh, getting stuff done around the house and doing things that I like to do. You know, I'll go for a bike ride or hike or whatever, and um, make time to do things you enjoy. That's not business related. Yeah, that's hard to do, but it's it's important.
0: Awesome, perfect. All right. Well, thank you, DJ, for coming on my show. Of course. If you like this episode or you're looking to change your career, go to 28andsearching.com or become a patron to get exclusive content sent directly to you. See you next week!